Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Beware the Redwood Bureau, a secret organization which captures and researches creatures and objects that defy explanation. Their reckless procedures have led to countless innocent lives lost. I am Agent Conroy. I worked for the Redwood Bureau, but I have escaped them to leak their reports to the unsuspecting public. You have the right to know. of camouflage, of disguise, has fascinated both military minds and scientists for centuries. In the world of biology, mimetic species adopt the appearance of others to gain some form of advantage, usually to avoid predation. Cuttlefish, masters of disguise, can change both color and texture in a blink to blend seamlessly into their surroundings. But what if nature wasn't the only orchestrator of such phenomena? During my years at the Bureau, I saw projects that aimed to harness this natural wonder for less than honorable means. Technologies designed to make soldiers invisible on the battlefield, to make aircraft undetectable by radar, initiatives that received billions in black budget funding. Yet, despite the technological advances, the projects often ended in failure, if not catastrophe. The science was there, but the application? That was another story. It's not just the military that's interested in the hidden aspects of our world. Archaeologists have uncovered entire cities that were lost to the sands of time, their existence forgotten until a spade hit stone. There's a reason we call these ruins. They are a testament to the hubris of man, thinking that whatever he builds will stand the test of time. Mother Nature has her ways of reclaiming what was once hers. But what if there's more to it? What if these ancient, buried cities were not just hidden by the sands of time, but were meant to stay hidden? There are things that exist, lurking beneath the surface, that defy not just our understanding, but possibly even our existence. I recall an operation in the Middle East, a joint venture with a group of archaeologists. We were there to provide security, they said. But the look on the project lead's face when they unearthed that artifact, it wasn't just surprise, it was dread. Something was released that day, something that had been meticulously hidden, and for good reason. Consider not just the what, but the why. Why are things hidden? And more importantly, should we go searching for them?
Through the lens of his camera, Jason Walker, a 25-year-old vlogger with a magnetic smile and sun-kissed skin, introduced his audience to the deserted island he had just arrived on. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Jason's Wild Adventures. Today, I'm embarking on my most daring challenge yet, surviving on this untouched paradise for an entire week. His voice, full of excitement, resonated through the otherwise silent surroundings. The island was a breathtaking sight, its lush greenery and stark contrast against the pristine white sand. Palm trees swayed gently in the warm breeze, their fronds casting intricate shadows on the ground below. The crystal-clear waters lapped at the shoreline, revealing a vibrant underwater world teeming with diverse marine life. It was the kind of place that would make even the most seasoned travelers stop and stare in awe. "'Look at this place, guys!' Jason exclaimed, turning the camera to face the impossibly blue ocean. "'It's like something straight out of a dream. I can't believe I'm really here!' He let out a short laugh, driven by the adrenaline of being alone in such a beautiful, yet remote location. As he made his way further inland, the foliage grew denser, giving away to a verdant jungle. Scarlet macaws squawked overhead, their bright plumage a splash of color against the sea of green. Darting through the underbrush, a family of agoutis caught Jason's eye. See those little guys? He whispered, zooming in on them. They're going to be my neighbors for the next week. Despite the serene beauty of the island, there was something undeniably eerie about it. The air was heavy, almost suffocating, as if the dense foliage was closing in around him. The shadows cast by the trees seemed darker than they should have been, swallowing the sunlight that filtered through their leaves. All right, folks, Jason said, pulling himself back to the task at hand. Time to set up camp and get started on this adventure of a lifetime. I can't wait to see what this island has in store for me. Little did he know his enthusiasm would be put to the test as the sinister secret of the island began to unfold. All right, guys. Jason said, addressing the camera with a grin. The first order of business is to build a shelter. Let's see what this island has to offer in terms of materials. He set off deeper into the jungle, his eyes scanning for potential resources. The sunlight filtered through the dense canopy, casting dappled shadows across the forest floor. Ah, perfect! He exclaimed, spotting a grove of bamboo stalks. He quickly hacked several down using his machete. These will make for excellent support beams. As he worked, he couldn't help but marvel at how well-equipped the island seemed to be for a survivalist like himself. It was almost too perfect. With the bamboo collected, Jason turned his attention to the palm fronds scattered around him. These'll do nicely as a roof, he mused, gathering an armful and carrying them back to his chosen campsite. Now to put it all together. The camera captured every step of the process, from laying out the bamboo frame to weaving the palm fronds together to create a watertight covering. Within hours, Jason had constructed a sturdy, reliable shelter that would keep him safe from the elements. Check it out, Jason exclaimed, stepping back to admire his handiwork. Not bad for a day's work, huh? He paused, an idea occurring to him. You know what? I think I'll call her Fort Walker. Yeah, that's got a nice ring to it. Next on the agenda was starting a fire. Jason gathered dry leaves and twigs, arranging them carefully at the entrance of Fort Walker. He struck the flint he brought along, sending sparks flying into the tinder. Come on, he whispered, blowing gently on the embers. 
Almost as if responding to his encouragement, the fire roared to life. Yes! He shouted, pumping a fist into the air. Survival 101, folks! Fire is life! As the flames flickered and danced, casting their warm glow across the campsite, Jason turned his attention to his next task, securing food. He set off towards the water's edge, fashioning a rudimentary fish rod from a long, sturdy branch and some cordage. Let's see if the fish are biting today, he said with a wink, casting his line into the crystal clear waters. As he waited for a nibble, he filled the silence with commentary on the island's beauty, enthusing about the vibrant colors of the coral reef just below the surface and the schools of tropical fish that darted around it. Got one! he yelled suddenly, reeling in a sizable catch. Dinner is served, my friends! He filleted the fish expertly, cooking it over the open fire. As he tucked into his meal, he couldn't help but feel a surge of pride at his accomplishments thus far. Day one, and I've already conquered this island, he mused, chewing thoughtfully. I can't wait to share this with you all. This is going to be one heck of a series. His enthusiasm was infectious, drawing his audience in and making them feel as if they were right there beside him, sharing in his triumphs. But as the sun dipped below the horizon and the shadows lengthened, an undercurrent of ease began to creep into the scene. Unbeknownst to Jason, the true nature of this island was lurking just beyond the reach of the firelight, ready to make its chilling presence known. Night fell, and the once vibrant island was now bathed in sinister darkness. The sounds of nocturnal creatures filled the air, accompanied by an eerie rustling that seemed to come from every direction. Jason, his face illuminated by the flickering firelight, tried his best to maintain his composure. All right, guys he said, addressing the camera with a forced smile. It's getting late, and I'm going to turn in for the night. I'll see you all bright and early for more adventures tomorrow. He switched off the camera, but the nervous energy remained. Jason lay in his makeshift shelter, listening intently to the cacophony of noises outside. Strange feeling of unease crept over him as the wind picked up, whispering through the leaves like ghostly voices. Damn, he muttered, trying to shake off his fear. Just the wind, Jason. Nothing to be scared of. As dawn approached, Jason decided to venture out of his shelter for some fresh air, hoping it would calm his nerves. He walked along the beach, the sand cool beneath his feet. That's when he saw them. Peculiar tracks, unlike anything he'd ever seen before, leading away from his campsite. Okay, this is weird, he murmured, following the tracks with growing curiosity. His heart raced as he considered the possibility of an unknown creature stalking the island. Attempting to regain his composure, he spoke aloud, as if trying to convince both himself and his future viewers. Probably just a local animal or something, right? I mean, there's bound to be some wildlife here that I haven't encountered before. But even as he rationalized the situation, his fear continued to gnaw at him. Back at his campsite, Jason reviewed the footage from the previous day, scrutinizing every detail in search of an explanation for the strange tracks. He knew in his heart that he couldn't ignore them, but admitting to his fear would mean acknowledging the unknown lurking on this seemingly idyllic island. All right, Jason, get it together, he whispered to himself, taking a deep breath. You're here to make an amazing series, not to freak out over some footprints. Despite his best efforts to suppress his growing paranoia, Jason couldn't shake the feeling that he was being watched by something unseen. 
the tracks had opened a door to a darker side of the island, one that he could no longer shut. As Jason awoke the next morning, he found himself enveloped in an eerie silence. He rubbed his eyes, groggily glanced around as the usually vibrant island seemed to have been swallowed by a thick gray veil of mist. The air was heavy with moisture, leaving him with an unsettling feeling that lingered through his waking moments. Good morning, everyone, Jason announced cheerfully to his camera, doing his best to mask his unease. It's day... I don't know, four? Five? Anyway, today I'm going to try and create something special for you guys. A spear for catching some bigger fish. But as he went about his daily activities, the nagging sensation that he was being watched grew stronger. Each rustle of the leaves or snap of twigs had him whipping his head around, searching for the source of the sound. Man, he muttered, half laughing to himself. I really need to get a grip. But even as he spoke the words, his heart hammered in his chest, and dark thoughts continued to swirl through his mind. That night, as Jason lay in his makeshift shelter, a storm rolled in. Thunder shook the very ground beneath him. Lightning illuminated the island in brief, terrifying flashes. Rain lashed against the palm fronds overhead, driven by the howling wind. Perfect, he grumbled to his camera, clutching it close. Just what I need. Despite his sarcastic tone, his voice trembled with fear, betraying his uneasiness. When the storm finally abated, Jason ventured out of his shelter to assess the damage. His campsite was in disarray, with debris scattered everywhere, As he began to clean up, he realized that his smartphone and GPS were missing. Come on! They've got to be here somewhere! Panic rising in his voice, he searched the area frantically, his heart pounding. This can't be happening! With no means of contacting the mainland, Jason's isolation intensified. The weight of his circumstances settled on him like a laden blanket, smothering any remaining sense of adventure. Okay, okay he muttered to himself, trying to regain control of his thoughts. I just need to focus on surviving until someone comes looking for me. That's all I have to do. But as the days dragged on, his paranoia refused to abate. Each time he ventured into the island's depths, the feeling of being watched seemed to cling to him like a second skin. And despite the beauty that surrounded him, the creeping suspicions that something was not right on the island continued to gnaw at his very core. The days passed like a fever dream, each one bleeding into the next with little distinction. As Jason pressed on with his daily routines, he found himself constantly glancing over his shoulder, his breath catching in his throat at the slightest rustle of leaves or crunch of sand beneath his feet. Get it together, man, he muttered, frustration lacing his voice. There's nothing out here but you and the wildlife. He tried to convince himself that the eerie noises were just the cries of nocturnal birds, and the strange tracks in the sand merely the work of some unfamiliar island creature. But as the sun dipped below the horizon that evening, casting elongated shadows across the beach, he couldn't shake the feeling that something malevolent was lurking just out of sight. All right, time for another update, Jason said to the camera, forcing a smile. Day, I don't even know anymore. I'm still holding up, though. No sign of rescue yet, but I'm sure they'll find me eventually. His gaze flickered away from the lens, scanning the tree line nervously. The wind whispered through the branches, carrying with it a low, guttural growl that sent shivers down his spine. (laughs) 
Probably just my imagination, he reassured himself, laughing weakly. It's amazing what your mind can come up with when you're all alone out here. He plugged the solar charger cable into the camera, but as he lay in his makeshift shelter that night, sleep eluded him. His ears strained to pick apart the cacophony of nighttime sounds, searching for any indication that his fears were grounded in reality. Every creak and rustle seemed to taunt him, daring him to step outside and confront whatever awaited him in the darkness. Come on, Jason, he whispered to himself, eyes wide and unblinking. You faced worse than this. It's just an island, and you're just a survivor. The following day, determined to quell his growing paranoia, Jason set off to explore the island further. He reasoned that if he could find solid evidence of the creature's existence, he could finally put his fears to rest, one way or another. As he trekked deeper into the island's lush interior, he stumbled upon a series of shallow holes in the ground. They were haphazardly placed and seemed to have been dug by something with long, sharp claws. As he examined them more closely, his heart raced and his breath came in short, labored gasps. Maybe, maybe it's some kind of a burrowing animal, he said aloud, though the words rang hollow even in his own ears. But then, as he rounded the bend in the path, he saw a twisted, gnarled tree with deep gouges running down its trunk. It looked as though something massive had raked its claws through the bark, ripping away chunks of wood and leaving behind a chilling testament of its strength. Okay, that's not... that's not normal, Jason stammered, unable to tear his eyes from the grisly sight. His fear and paranoia reached a boiling point, and he could no longer deny the evidence before him. Something was stalking the island, and it was no figment of his imagination. Clutching his camera tightly, he filmed the damaged tree, the terror evident in his trembling voice. Guys, I think... I think there's something out here with me. I don't know what it is, but it's big. And it's strong. And... and I need to get off this island. The tension hung heavy in the air, suffocating and relentless. And as Jason Walker gazed into the dark heart of the island, he felt the first tendrils of true despair begin to take hold. The sun was beginning its slow descent towards the horizon as Jason wandered deeper into the heart of the island, his camera capturing every nuance of this eerie landscape. Shadows cast by twisted trees grew longer and more distorted with each passing moment, their gnarled branches reaching out in a macabre dance. The air was thick with humidity, leaving a damp sheen on Jason's skin, and the ever-present drone of insects provided a sinister soundtrack to his exploration. Look at this place, he murmured, panning the camera around to capture the desolate beauty of his surroundings. It's like stepping into another world. The crunch of leaves beneath his boots echoed through the silence as Jason continued his journey, his curiosity driving him forward despite the growing sense of unease that settled in his gut like a stone. Tall grasses swayed gently in the fitful breeze, whispering secrets only they knew. He paused for a moment, taking in the rugged cliffs that loomed above him and the distant sound of waves crashing against the rocky shore. There was something both captivating and unnerving about this island, a feeling that had taken root deep within him. All right, guys, he spoke into the camera, his voice steady but tinged with excitement. I think I've found something you'll definitely want to see. As he rounded the bend, he spotted it. The shipwreck. Half buried in the sand and tangled in seaweed, 
The skeletal remains of the vessel jutted from the earth like the ribs from some long-dead leviathan. Its once-proud hull now lay shattered and decayed, ravaged by time and the relentless sea. Wow! Jason breathed, awestruck by the sight before him. This is amazing! He approached the wreck cautiously, his eyes drinking in every detail of the twisted metal and splintered wood that lay strewn about the sea. The ship had been torn asunder, its innards spilling out into the sand like the entrails of a gutted beast, and he couldn't help but wonder what terrible fate had befallen the unfortunate souls who once called this vessel their home. Let's see if we can find anything interesting in there, shall we? Jason said, his voice barely concealing the thrill that coursed through him. He stepped gingerly over the debris, making his way towards the darkened interior of the wreck, his senses alert for any sign of danger or hidden treasure. The shipwreck loomed before Jason like a grotesque monument to the sea's merciless power. Its once gleaming white exterior was now tainted with rust and algae, giving it an eerie, ghostly appearance. The vessel had been massive in its prime, easily over 200 feet long and three stories high. Its bow lay half buried in the sand, while the stern jutted out at an unnatural angle, as if trying to escape the island's clutches. As Jason drew closer, he noticed several details that spoke of the ship's former glory. The name SS Seraph was etched onto the side. Though the letters were faded and worn from years of exposure to the elements, a tattered flag hung limply from a pole near the stern. Its original colors and design long since surrendered to the ravages of time. All right, guys, Jason said into the camera. Let's see what secrets this old ship holds. Warning, signal interruption detected. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players, too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's Journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He entered the remains of the SS Seraph, careful not to disturb the delicate balance between decay and stability. 
As he navigated through the narrow passageways and cramped compartments, he marveled at the ship's intricate design and craftsmanship, now slowly being reclaimed by nature. Unbelievable, he murmured, his voice echoing faintly through the hollow chambers. Jason stumbled upon a small room that appeared to have been the captain's quarters. A sense of unease washed over him, as if he was trespassing on sacred ground. He hesitated for a moment, then stepped inside, driven by curiosity and the need to document every aspect of his journey. Wow, he whispered, his breath catching in his throat as he surveyed the scene before him. Amidst the wreckage, he spotted a dusty leather-bound journal lying on a decaying wooden desk. Its cover was cracked and broken, but it seemed to have withstood the test of time better than anything else in the room. Guys, check this out, Jason said excitedly, carefully picking up the journal and brushing off the layer of dirt and grime that coated its surface. This should be a first-hand account of what happened here. As he began to leaf through the fragile pages, Jason was struck by the neat, precise handwriting that filled the yellowed paper. It was as if the author had poured his soul into every word, desperate to record their story for posterity. Wow, this is incredible, he muttered, his eyes darting across the text, trying to absorb every detail. He felt a strange connection to the writer and couldn't help but imagine their life on the doomed vessel. Jason continued to read his heart pounding as the story of the family in the ill-fated boat unfolded before him. The journey told of the Cartwright family, Thomas and Elizabeth, both in their late 30s, and their children, 12-year-old Samuel and 8-year-old Emily. They had been sailing around the world, documenting their experiences for a book they planned to write when they returned home. As Jason flipped through the pages, he could feel the anticipation and excitement of the Cartwright's journey. He imagined their laughter, their camaraderie, and the sense of adventure that filled their days out at sea. But as he read on, his stomach tightened with dread as the sunny mood of the journal began to darken. June 15th, the storm hit us without warning, Jason read aloud, his voice trembling slightly. It was unlike anything we'd ever experienced. The winds roared like a freight train, tearing at our sails and whipping the ocean into a frothy frenzy. He felt the terror of the family as they fought to keep their boat afloat amidst the relentless assault of the elements. The storm raged on for three days, a cacophony of wind, rain, and thunder that battered the vessels mercilessly. June 18th. We're surrounded by debris from what's left of our boat. It's a miracle we made it to this island, the journal went on. The children are frightened, but Thomas is doing his best to reassure them. I don't know if we'll ever be able to leave this place. Jason's pulse raced as he imagined the sheer force of the storm that had laid waste to the once-proud vessel. The journal described these trees uprooted and scattered across the island like matchsticks, and the beach strewn with wreckage from the shattered boat. The family had managed to salvage what little they could, but it was a paltry sum compared to what they had lost. June 19th. I can't sleep, the entry continued. The storm may have passed, but its echoes still haunt my dreams. Every time I close my eyes, I see the waves crashing over the deck, feel the cold fingers of the wind on my skin. Jason shivered, feeling a chill run down his spine as he read the words. The storm had left an indelible mark on the family, and he couldn't help but wonder if they ever truly escaped its grip. June 21st, the island hides a horrifying scene, the entry began, and Jason's heart skipped a beat. The journal went on to tell of an old legend the family had stumbled upon among the wreckage of their boat. 
It came from a book in old folklore they'd purchased as a trinket on their recent voyage. One such passage describes some mythology of this very island. If this book is true, there exists a creature that awakens during the stormy season on this island. It slumbers beneath the sands, waiting for the rain to quench its insatiable thirst for the flesh of mammals. Mom, what is that? Little Emily asked today as she pointed towards a peculiar shape in the sand. I squinted at the spot before exchanging a worried glance with Thomas. It's just a rock, sweetheart, he replied, trying to mask his concern. But even as the words left his lips, I could read the unease on his face. June 22nd. We've seen it, the journal continued, the handwriting more frenzied than before. The creature is no mere myth. Its skin is the color of the darkest night, glistening like wet tar under the moonlight. It moves with a sickening grace, slithering through the sands with unnatural ease. June 23rd. I don't know how we escaped, but we did. The creature? It's beyond description. Its size defies belief, easily dwarfing the captain's quarters of our wrecked vessel. Its many limbs, if you could call them that, are a twisted mockery of arms and legs. June 24th. The creature's eyes are the worst of all. They are pools of malevolence, orbs of liquid darkness that seem to swallow the very light around them. And its teeth. Oh, God, its teeth. June 25th. We tried to hide, but it found us. It tore them apart, one by one. Thomas was the first. His screams will haunt me forever. Emily, my sweet Emily. She didn't even have a chance to cry out before it snatched her away my dearest Samuel. Jason's hands trembled as he read the words scrawled on the aged pages. The desperation in the writer's voice was palpable, and he felt a shiver crawl down his spine. Only I remain now, the journal continued. I don't know how I've managed to survive this long, or if it's just toying with me, waiting for the right moment to strike. Jesus, Jason muttered under his breath, his heart pounding in his chest. He couldn't deny the growing sense of dread that consumed him as he realized that if the creature still exists, then he too was in grave danger. June 26th. I can feel its presence at all times stalking me, watching me from the shadows. It's only a matter of time before it comes for me. If anyone finds this journal, please, for the love of God, leave this island and never return. Okay, okay. Think, Jason, he whispered to himself, gripping the journal tightly. His mind raced, searching for a way to escape the island and the nightmare that awaited him. With each passing second, the pressure mounted, his fear threatening to consume him entirely. Damn it, he cursed, slamming the journal shut. He took a deep breath, attempting to steady his nerves. I can't let this thing control me. I need to find a way off this island and warn others about what's here. As he pocketed the journal, Jason scanned the wreckage around him, desperately searching for anything that might aid in his escape. But the ship was beyond repair, its once proud structure now nothing more than a twisted, decaying tomb. Shit, he whispered, his voice barely audible in the eerie silence that hung over the island. If I'm going to make it out of here alive, I need to be smart, careful, and most importantly, quiet. With a newfound sense of determination, Jason crept through the shipwreck, each step as silent as the grave. 
The creature's eyes seemed to haunt him from every shadow, but he refused to let it break him. Remember, he told himself, his voice a shaky whisper. It's just you and me now, and I'm not going down without a fight. As Jason huddled in the darkest corner of the shipwreck, he opened the journal once more. Fingers trembling, he turned to the final entry, hoping for some insight into the fate of its author. The handwriting grew shaky and erratic towards the end, a testament to the writer's fear and desperation. Tonight is the first night of the storm, the entry began. I can hear the wind howling outside like a chorus of tortured souls, and I know that it has returned. It took everything from me, but still, it hungers for more. Is there no escape? Jason whispered, his voice cracking under the weight of his terror. He could feel the ghostly tendrils of dread wrapping around his heart, threatening to choke the very life out of him. Please, if anyone finds this journal, heed my warning, the entry continued. It waits beneath the sands, hungry for the flesh of those who dare to set foot on this cursed island. Leave while you still can, before it claims you as well. The words seemed to echo in the emptiness around him, their meaning bearing down on his chest like a tombstone. As his eyes scanned the remainder of the page, he noticed something that made his blood run even colder. A single, smeared handprint staining the bottom corner, as though the writer had been torn away mid-sentence. Jesus Christ! He choked out, his mind racing with horrific possibilities. Had the creature found her? Was she now nothing more than a grisly memory, her bones buried deep within the sand? Footsteps! Jason thought suddenly an icy shiver running down his spine. He could have sworn he heard the faintest sound, like a whisper in the darkness just beyond the reach of his ears. No, it can't be. I must be imagining things. Can't afford to take any chances, Jason told himself, his heart hammering in his chest. He readied himself to flee the shipwreck, praying that he could make it out alive. Here goes nothing, he thought taking a deep breath and stepping into the open. The wind howled around him like a pack of ravenous wolves, drowning out all other sounds as he moved cautiously across the sand. Almost there, he whispered, his eyes fixed on the tree line just beyond the beach. If he could make it to the shelter of the forest, perhaps he could find a way off this hellish island once and for all. Dark clouds churned in the sky above, casting a foreboding shower over the island. The air was heavy with the scent of salt and an impeding storm. As he frantically raced against time, knowing that this window for escape was rapidly closing. God damn it, muttered Jason under his breath, sweat dripping from his brow as he searched for materials to construct a makeshift raft. He could feel the pressure mounting, the weight of his predicament pressing down upon him like a vice. The wind began to pick up, howling through the trees and sending chills down his spine. Okay, thank you, Jason. Thank you, he whispered to himself, his eyes darting around the desolate beach for anything he could use. Ropes, logs, something to make a sail. As if answering his frantic pleas, Jason caught sight of a triangle of thick vines hanging from a tree nearby. His eyes widened with hope, and he sprinted towards them, desperately gathering as much as possible. With the vines now in hand, Jason scanned the area for any driftwood or logs that could be used for the raft's base. Come on, come on, he muttered, 
Frustration bubbling beneath the surface of his eyes fell upon a small cluster of driftwood. It wasn't much, but it would have to do. He quickly lugged the wood over the site where he planned to build the raft. Alright, this is my only shot, Jason thought, his pulse pounding in his ears. He feverishly set to work, lashing the driftwood together with the vines, creating a sturdy base. His hands were raw and blistered, but he ignored the pain, focusing solely on the task at hand. As he worked, he couldn't shake the feeling of being watched, the hairs on the back of his neck standing on end. But he had no time to dwell on the unknown. He needed to finish the raft before the storm arrived. Okay, now for a sail, Jason said to himself, his eyes scanning the beach for anything that could catch the wind. A discarded tarp caught his attention, tangled among some rocks near the shoreline. With a quick dash, he retrieved it and returned to the raft, fashioning it into a makeshift sail. As he secured the last knot, Jason took a step back to survey his handiwork, feeling a small sense of pride despite the dire circumstances. He quickly went over his escape plan in his mind. I'll launch the raft once the storm hits, using the strong winds to carry me away from this godforsaken island. I'll have to navigate through the turbulent waves, but it's better than staying here and waiting for... whatever is out there. With the raft now complete, Jason took a deep breath, stealing himself for the treacherous journey that lay ahead. He knew that surviving the storm was only one part of the challenge. Something far more sinister lurked beneath the sand. Waiting, watching... And as the first droplets of rain began to fall, Jason's determination to escape grew ever stronger, fueling his resolve to face whatever horrors awaited him. The first drop of rain splattered against the sand, and Jason couldn't help but shudder at the ominous weight they carried. As the storm drew nearer, the wind began to whip at the tarp sail, which billowed with a sudden ferocity that seemed to mirror Jason's own growing unease. "'Stay focused, Jason,' he muttered under his breath forcing himself to concentrate on the task at hand. This is your only chance. Jason felt the ground tremble beneath him, a low rumbling that seemed to emanate from the very bowels of the earth. His tools scattered across the sand, pulled towards the epicenter of the disturbance. His eyes widened as he beheld the vortex forming in the island, spiraling inward like liquid draining. From this vortex emerged a creature so grotesque, so fundamentally wrong, that Jason's mind struggled to process its form. It looked like an abomination against nature, a writhing mass of tentacles, eyeballs, and gaping mouths, shifting and reconfiguring in a nauseating dance. Its shape was fluid, defying all logical biology, as if mocking the very concept of life as Jason knew it. This can't be real, Jason muttered to himself, his voice barely above a whisper trembling with a mixture of dread and disbelief. His survival instincts screamed at him to flee, but his feet felt like they were rooted to the spot, ensnared by the monstrosity's array of eyes. With a cacophonous shriek that pierced the air and seemed to vibrate through his bones, the creature lunged. Its speed was astonishing, a blur of writhing horror that covered the distance between them in a fraction of a second. Jason's body finally responded, adrenaline granting him the strength to dodge the monstrosity's grasp. He felt the wind from its lunge, a foul breeze that smelled of rot and brine, and he tumbled into the sand. His mind raced as he staggered to his feet. Weapons! I need a weapon! He thought frantically, scanning his scattered tools. 
He picked up the heaviest rock he could find and hurled it with all of his might. The rock was swallowed by the creature's mass, absorbed and digested as though it were nothing but a morsel of food. I can't fight this thing, Jason realized, the weight of his situation crashing down on him like a tidal wave. His gaze turned to his makeshift raft, bobbing innocently in the shadows. If I can just reach the raft, maybe. The creature let out another soul-shattering screech and lunged again, its form stretching absurdly long to bridge the gap between them. Jason dodged once more, but this time he felt a searing pain as one of the creature's appendages grazed him, like it was burning through his flesh with corrosive acid. He cried out, clutching his wounded side, realizing how narrowly he escaped a far worse fate. Keep moving, keep moving, he chanted to himself, his eyes darting from the creature to the raft and back again. Taking advantage of the creature's momentary disorientation, he sprinted towards the water, his lungs burning with each gasping breath. But just as his fingers touched the raft's edge, a tentacle shot out, wrapping around him with crushing force. He was yanked back, his scream of despair absorbed by the creature's many mouths. As Jason lost consciousness, he felt his body being consumed, devoured by the countless maws that made up the creature's form. His last thought was a desperate wish for the sweet release of death, a wish that went horribly unanswered. Weeks later, a half-buried camera was discovered, stained with salt and blood. The last recording showed Jason, his eyes bulging with an unspeakable terror, his belly grotesquely swollen. As the footage rolled, his abdomen ruptured, giving birth to a swarm of infantile monstrosities. They began to consume him, their tiny maws tearing at his flesh. Jason's eyes, full of agony and dread, shifted toward the camera, making it painfully clear that he was still alive but paralyzed, fully aware of his horrifying fate as a living incubator for the next generation of island horrors. Camouflage and deception are not solely the providence of nature, but often they are the cornerstones of human endeavors as well. We've built entire industries around the concept of hiding, both tangible and intangible things. From encryption algorithms to safeguard our data, to the camo netting that drapes over military installations, we've become masters at obscuring what we don't want to be found. But there's a thin line between protection and entrapment between safeguarding a secret and becoming its prisoner. What was found under these sands isn't even a small fraction of the dangers lurking beneath our feet. It begs the question, why was it hiding on this island? Where did it come from? The Bureau has a long history of searching for things better left undiscovered. I've seen enough reports, read enough classified documents, to know that their meddling has consequences that ripple across not only our world. During my time at the Bureau, I was involved in Operation Shamal, a mission that, to this day, remains shrouded in multiple layers of classification. A multinational team of specialists was assembled, each an expert in fields ranging from archaeology to xenobiology. The public story was that we were investigating an archaeological site of cultural importance. But the truth? We were searching for something that our satellites had picked up, a signal a blip, something that didn't belong. We found it all right, but it wasn't what we expected. It wasn't dormant or dead. It was waiting. When it was finally unearthed, 
the thing reacted to exposure in ways that defied the Bureau's vast understanding. It was as if it had been aware of its surroundings all along, adapting and evolving in its confined state. Needless to say, the Bureau saw potential. In their eyes, it was an asset waiting to be weaponized. A specialized team within the Bureau known as the Black Wing took over the project. Their specialty was research and development of anomalous entities for military application. I've seen them turn what were once myths and legends into something tangible, something usable, usually at an unspeakable cost. They saw this entity not as a cautionary lesson in hidden dangers, but as an opportunity for technological advancement. Imagine the possibilities, they said. Imagine the power we could wield. The thing is, power has a price, a cost that the Bureau is all too willing to pay, so long as it's not them footing the bill. The aftermath of Operation Shamal was never disclosed, even to those of us involved in the mission. We were debriefed, sworn to secrecy, and reassigned. But rumors persisted, talk of a failed experiment, of an incident that claimed the lives of the Black Wing team. The Bureau, of course, covered it up. Lives were lost, but as far as they were concerned, it was just another day at the office. I often wonder about the nature of concealed things. Some are hidden to protect us. Others are buried to keep them from us. But when we dig them up, when we bring them into the light, we must be prepared for the consequences. Because trust me, they will come. And sometimes, they'll come in forms too horrifying to comprehend. Remember, not everything that is hidden should be found. And not every secret unearthed is a treasure. Sometimes, it's just Pandora's box, waiting for the next curious soul to unleash it upon the world. Be careful what you dig for. You might just find it. Or it might just find you.